Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's Marketing Experiments Clinic. Today's topic is Maximize Your Agency ROI. We have some really great content today and should be very actionable for you. As usual, we'll warn you we have a large audience, and we recommend that once you log in that you do your best to stay logged in. If you, uh, if you log out for some reason, you may have trouble getting back in. We also want to encourage you to participate as much as you'd like via our Q&A feature on the, the conference control panel. My name is Greg Burningham. I'm the president of Marketing Experiments. We have an excellent uh, panel of speakers with us today. First, I'd like to introduce Andy Mott, senior analyst with Marketing Experiments. Andy, say hello. Hello, Greg. Thanks for having me. Say something profound. <laughs> we'll save that for later. Okay. We're also very, very pleased and honored to have with us today Joel Book, who is uh, no minor celebrity in the email world. Uh, Joel is the director of e-marketing education for Exact Target. He has 30 years of experience in database marketing. In 2009, he was voted one of the 50 most influential people in sales lead management. He has worked with some of the top B2B and B2C brands in the business, including Microsoft, Hasbro, Peterbilt Motors, Agilent Technologies, and Purina. His blog is called Email Marketing by the Book. Uh, definitely recommend that you check that out. Joel, how are you doing today? Greg, I'm doing fantastic. Thanks so much to uh, you and Andy for uh, permitting me to uh, fly alongside today. I really look forward to today's web webinar. I think this is really going to be outstanding. Great. We're, again, very pleased to have you with us, Joel. So let's get started. So uh, audience, uh, what, do you, what do these emails have in common? Use your Q&A uh, feature to answer if you'd like. We've got uh, typical designs that you see on the web. Someone thinks they are very pretty. They look clean and professional. Uh, someone thinks they're very busy. Um, someone says they're the envy of most marketing departments. That must be one of the designers, one of these. At <laughs> uh, any rate, uh, each one of these emails typifies the type of email that marketers spend um, hundreds of thousands of dollars to hire top-tier agencies to design for them. And they pay top dollar for those top-tier agencies and for the work that they get from them. Um, we've got a Forrester study that we're going to briefly put up on the screen just to give you an idea of, of the huge uh, spend in marketing on email. There are lots of things. It's a very busy slide. If you look down the lower left-hand side, you'll see email marketing. And uh, $1.2 billion was spent on email marketing in 2009, projected to be over $1.3 in 2010, with an 11% forecast compound annual growth rate. So that is, a, that is a huge, huge marketing spend on email. We were asking ourselves before the event here what percentage of that we think might get spent on optimization of the email copy and the landing pages. And uh, we think it's probably pretty minuscule, but a minor a minor investment, a small percentage of this might be able to significantly, if not double, ROI on these emails. And we'll talk about that in some detail today. So um, 
So moving along, Exact Target is a longtime friend and partner of Marketing Experiments. We recently participated in their very successful annual customer event, Connections. We'll let Joel tell you a little bit about that. It was a huge, huge success. And during that event, we collaborated on a study in the form of a contest between some uh, agencies that were invited to optimize, optimize email campaigns. I don't want to steal any thunder from Joel and Andy, so I'll just turn the time over to those two who uh, will tell you all about it. Uh, Andy? Thanks, Greg. Uh, Joel, I think you'd be the right person here to give us a little bit more background on the contest that we, went, that we ran at Connections. Would you mind? I would uh, be happy to, Andy. Thanks so much again. Well, as uh, many of the people on this call will probably be familiar, Connections is the annual conference for exact targets, clients, and partners. And this past October, we were so privileged to have more than 1,500 uh, in attendance with us here in Indianapolis uh, for that conference. One of the things, Andy, uh, no surprise, is that these people uh, tend to be the people that really function at ground level. They are the practitioners. They're the specialists in email marketing campaign design uh, as well as optimization. And one of the things that our clients love about Connections is the fact that this is a totally non-commercial event, and we really try to pack as much education uh, into this conference as possible. This year, we were really pleased to partner with Marketing Experiments to put together a, a first-ever session uh, that focused on redesign of email campaigns and also the testing of those campaigns to see what the lift would be. Uh, Greg touched on it a minute ago as, as to why we think this is so important, uh, despite the fact that we continue to see increased investment and, and moving of budget into email marketing, surprisingly more, or most marketers I should say, really in, in our opinion don't uh, spend as much time on testing and optimization of those campaigns as they probably should. The reason I really like today's clinic is because we're going to to show you exactly what kind of lift is possible when you take the time to test. Uh, you and I, Andy, might individually have opinions as to which redesign might uh, be most uh, appropriate or we think might be better than the control, but the only way to really know for sure is to test. Uh, I was really happy that we had uh, three individual campaigns to be able to work with. Obviously, uh, kudos uh, and thanks goes out to Hunter Boyle of Marketing Experiments, one of your colleagues, for allowing us to take one of your emails as one of the tests that we worked with. Also want to give special thanks to Tricia Jackson and her team uh, from the American Automobile Association of Ohio. Uh, as you'll see in today's clinic, one of the examples that we worked with came from Tricia and her team. And then also Jeff Haddox of Pier 1 Imports, uh, a longtime exact target client, as is AAA. And again, Jeff was kind enough to let us take one of his emails and submit it to these three different agencies for redesign. This is a great practical way, Andy, for us to really show the benefits of testing. And I, I, I don't think I want to get into too much more detail, so let's try to get into the, uh, to the actual findings of this, because this is really where we can all learn. That's great. And we will be going through all these experiments here uh, directly. One of the, the best things about it is that uh, at this particular event, uh, we, you know, you see sometimes people will submit designs and then maybe some uh, quote-unquote experts will vote on which one's the best one and then you get a nice shiny trophy afterwards. Uh, and this one, we planned this out months prior to the event so that we were actual, actually able to run experiments uh, for both the, for the control and, and uh, all three agencies uh, to see which one really won out there in the real world, and, and that's the data we're going to go through right now.
So we'll go ahead and get started uh, with our friends at AAA. So uh, this was a contest, so we set out some ground rules, and there, there were some uh, metrics that we set in advance of the, of the competition that we were going to measure success on, uh, which is always going to be click-through. So uh, for this particular company, they were sending an email uh, to people whose renewal date for their membership was coming up within 30 days. And we wanted to uh, take a look at the email creative they were sending out uh, and give each of the agencies an opportunity to redesign it and see if we could in increase the click-through. And we just did a very simple uh, ABCD multifactorial split test. So let's go ahead and take a look at the control. So this is a, a, a uh, very good-looking email. It's the kind of email that I'm sure uh, most of our audience uh, both receives and creates on, uh, on a regular basis. Uh, but we did want to see if we could uh, outperform it. So we'll just dive right in and take a look at the uh, creatives that were created by our friends in the agencies. Okay? So we'll advance the slide here, and you can see that uh, there. Uh, let me just do a quick back and forth here. So control, and then back over to the first two from agency. So you can see agency A uh, didn't take a lot of uh, creative license. There was some, a lot of similarity in there. Uh, agency B uh, did what at Marketing Experiments we would call uh, more of a, of a radical redesign. And agency C, which is here on this next slide, in particular took a very radical approach. I'll point out here the, uh, the red dotted line that's around the, the first really frame there. This was a side scroller email, which uh, of course, uh, when, when our, our friends at Exact Target and, uh, and uh, those of us here at Marketing Experiments who worked on this particular experiment saw this, thought right away that uh, it, would, it would tank big time. Uh, so uh, uh, it was, uh, you know, but it's the only way to know for sure is the test. So we included it in the test in the way that the agency submitted it. So uh, I will go ahead and ask our audience now, uh, looking at the control and uh, all three of the agency designs that are up on your screen now, to use the Q&A feature. And we'll take a look at that and uh, just take a real informal poll, which one, control A, B, or C, does our audience think is the winner? So let's see here. Coming in now, see uh, lots of A's uh, here. Oh, now B seems to be taking over. This is, Joel, our very scientific method of uh, measuring audience response, of course. I like this approach a lot, and, and I should point out, Andy, that just because we had three different agency redesigns, it doesn't necessarily mean that the control by itself would be the automatic loser. Uh, so we really have four different options here that uh, attendees at this, uh, at this clinic can vote for. Yeah, it, it looks like uh, the winner of our audience poll right now is going to be uh, Agency B. So look on, looking on the slide here, uh, agency B was uh, the one that took a little bit more of a radical redesign approach, but, but not quite as radical. So let's go ahead and uh, look at the results. Surprise! Our side-scroller, agency, agency C, excuse me, was the winner with an increase in click-through rate in 25.6%. Joel, do you want to share your thoughts on the results? Well, it's, it, it's, it's huge, and again, this goes back to what I touched on at the beginning, Andy. This is why we test, not always necessarily to 
to see which uh, you know which creative approach is necessarily going to uh, win the trophy for best design. But at the end of the day, the reason that uh, those of us that began our careers in direct marketing, the reason that we love testing is because it eliminates all ambiguity. Uh, the side scroll approach here that Andy talked about definitely was radical. Uh, most email campaigns, most email communications we see tend to follow more of a portrait uh, uh, type of a design. Here that particular agency uh, was able to develop a side scroll design that obviously got a lot of attention and obviously generated a tremendous lift um, in, in terms of uh, click-throughs. Actually, it, uh, to be uh, candid, Andy, it was fairly, uh, uh, fairly close between the agency B and the agency C designs on that, but uh, both radical approaches definitely got the attention of, uh, of recipients. It was, and, you know, I don't want to discount the work of, of Agency A either, even though it, it wasn't quite as, as radical as, as B and C. It was a, a very valid design that any of us could have in advance picked as the winner. And uh, even though our poll results, you know, picked B, there were certainly several A's uh, in there as the, as the winning vote, too. So, uh, so good job to our audience for, for picking B. It was a very close second, but Agency C was the winner in this experiment. So we'll go ahead and move on now to uh, the marketing experiments email. Uh, we were lucky enough to, to be uh, a judge and a participant uh, for, the, for the email, even though there was uh, strict barriers between those of us who were judging and the members of the team that were uh, part of the uh, experiment. Uh, same deal here. We were looking to increase click-through. We were getting ready to go through a, a redesign ourselves, so we decided to uh, submit our uh, our ideas and our control into this treatment. So uh, our audience, of course, is very familiar with the email that they know and love, that they look forward to getting to, uh, getting every other Thursday and Wednesday and Monday, I think. Uh, and then so you can take a look here at uh, a little more graphic-heavy uh, Agency A version. If I could just interrupt real quick, uh, for the benefit of those on the, uh, on the clinic today that are observing, what's the objective? Uh, behind this marketing experiments email, just in case people might not be familiar. What are we trying to achieve here? We're trying to uh, get uh, additional attendees to our clinic. So the purpose of this email is to get registrants for the web clinic. Okay. And so Agency A took this particular creative approach, uh, a little bit more graphic, a little bit more movement, uh, definitely one that uh, is maybe not as text-heavy as, uh, as the control. Right, and, and this is a, a tried and true approach also with the uh, using colors for the call to action and using a big arrow uh, very near to the call to action is something that I'm sure all of the uh, marketers on the call today have, have seen several times. I also noticed in the upper right-hand corner of the Agency A design uh, a definite play towards social media and really enabling uh, social forwarding of that particular email. Uh, I, I like that approach a lot. Yeah, I do too. It's a it's a very interesting and also very important approach, and we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more later too. Let's take a look at B and C here. Yeah, it looks like uh, Agency B uh, was maybe a little hybrid between the control and Agency A by uh, adding two columns, doing a little bit more with graphics, uh, but still uh, keeping all the content uh, that we had in the in the original control. And also, uh, Agency C, I think, is probably closest to the control, but the interesting thing that Agency C did here was embed a, uh, a link to a, a previous clinic uh, replay 
So what is, which is what we have in there. You can see the little uh, gray box in there, uh, very familiar uh, for, the, for the player tool. All of these very clean designs, you bet. Yeah, very good. You know, any one uh, we could pick as the winner. And so uh, that being said, we've got the control, agency A, B, and C. And so audience, please use the Q&A function of the web clinic to uh, give us your vote. Which one do you think won? Let's see what we've got here. Got some A's coming in. Uh, quite a few A's. Wow, it's, it's a lot of response. Thank you very much, audience, for uh, giving us so many, uh, so many votes. Uh, lots and lots of A with just a couple B's and C's in here. Oh, there's a control. Thank you, loyal market ex marketing experience, experiments audience. <laughs> okay, A is the overwhelming vote. So let's go and take a look at the results. Here we go. Good job to our audience. A is the winner. Very smart audience, 9.93% uh, relative difference uh, in, the, uh, in the agency A over the control. So, uh, Joel, what do you think contributed most heavily to that? Let the, uh, Andy, I'm just going to ask you to flip back real quickly uh, to the prior slide. There we go. I think the thing that, that we find uh, at Exact Target, uh, and this is not going to be a, a major surprise to anybody on today's call, uh, anytime we can inject uh, photos, uh, of, uh, you know, of maybe it's the, uh, you know, the, the, like you see in the Agency A example here, the photo of the young lady. Uh, people tend to respond best to emails uh, with whom they, where they have uh, photos or illustrations of individuals with whom they can identify. Or if there's a pulled quote, for example, I think the thing that stands out about the, the Agency A design here is just how clean it is. Uh, there's limited use of, uh, of colors here. We have basically have kind of a two, uh, three-color format at the, at the very most. Uh, we like the fact that it's very easy to understand. Andy, you touched on the fact that we have the arrow graphic that is actually pointing toward the, the uh, web clinic uh, registration button. Uh, that makes our call to action that much easier. Again, back to what I said earlier, I like the fact that uh, Agency A took the time at the top right to make it easy for recipients of this to connect with marketing experiments through Facebook, through LinkedIn, uh, et cetera. That kind of interactivity or making it easy for subscribers to be able to, uh, to respond and, and get engaged is huge. And so uh, it's no big surprise why that particular design worked. Joel, let me, uh, let me ask you a little bit different question. I'm going to go over to the results slide here. Uh, we have Agency B actually was an underperforming email by, by almost 3%. Why do you think Agency B's email underperformed uh, both A and the control? I think it's a bit busier. Uh, you, you look at you know, A and B side by side, I think you'll see that B tends to be a little bit more, uh, more copy heavy. One of the things uh, Justine Jordan, who heads up our design team here at Exact Target, will always tell you is that when we design emails, we really have to design to guide the eye. Uh, and those of us that uh, graduated from journalism school understand how we tend to read a newspaper, uh, how we tend to read a, a magazine article. Uh, the way that our eye travels over that page uh, governs or should govern a lot in terms of how that email is designed. You go back to the agency A design, uh, it, it's just very clean. It's very easy uh, in the way in which the, uh, the text, the font size guides the eye. It's very comfortable uh, on the eye. There's a little bit too much going on, Andy, on uh, the agency B design, and I think that's the reason you did not see it performing nearly as well. And I would, uh, I would also say, 
that uh, <laughs> uh, just uh, to our astute audience who did a very good job of selecting A, of course, version A is the email we sent out today as our clinic reminder. So that may have been a little bit of a giveaway uh, in advance of the, of the results here. But that will may, you'll you'll continue to use that as your champion uh, until a, a new challenger uh, arrives on the scene. That's exactly right. We, we'll never stop testing, so our audience will see you know different and varied designs as as time goes on. But uh, we certainly do have uh, a winner that we'll use until something else proves itself to be better. So uh, let's take a look here at our uh, at our last uh, case study or, or experiment from this from this contest. Uh, now, Joel, earlier today, we did a little bit of a, of a social media blast to our audience using our blog and Twitter uh, and asked our, uh, our audience to vote on which uh, agents or to uh, respond to us in some way and tell us which one that they thought was going to be the winner here. And so uh, I'm going to reveal the winner of that uh, little mini contest who wins lots of pride and the ability to have their Twitter handle uh, broadcast on the Marketing Experiments web clinic uh, here in just a few minutes. So in the background to this for Pure One is the, uh, is the same thing that we had on the, uh, uh, on, on the others. It's click-through is the optimization objective. Uh, we're, we're trying to uh, design an email that will get more, cl more clicks through into the website. Uh, the, just the one interesting thing to note about Pure One is that they do not do any e-commerce at pureone.com. So this is really a, a branding message to get people to see what their, uh, what their specials are or what, uh, uh, what kind of products they're featuring in, in their store and to eventually drive people into the store to make a purchase. Exactly. Yep. So here is the, is the control, uh, which is uh, you know, very familiar to those of us who subscribe to the uh, Pure One uh, email, very, uh, very familiar. Uh, and then we've got Agency A, which has taken the approach of doing a little bit more in the featured products and less on the overall uh, design look and feel. Mm -hmm. And there in B, be a little hybrid between, uh, between those two, where they've still kept the outdoor feel of the original email, but also done more for featured products. And then C, I would say, is the most radical redesign. Uh, for the uh, for for this contest. All right. So audience, by now you know the drill. There's a control A, B, and C. Let's see what you have to say. Everyone, please use the Q and A feature to vote. Okay. Well, I'm seeing here lots of C's, lots of C's. Scott Hamilton feels very adamant uh, that the winner is going to be C. Uh, let's see here. Uh, actually, uh, Ellen, your comment about uh, because of the squirrel is something very interesting, and I want to uh, go back here and, and show you something uh, that, is, uh, that is really interesting here. If you look at the, uh, the control, um, uh, I'm going to go ahead and just click back a couple slides uh, just so you can see it a little bit bigger. You've got uh, varying sizes of squirrel all the way through these treatments. So there was a conversation there live at the event uh, on stage at Connections that uh, maybe the presence of additional squirrels. So we've got a tiny squirrel here uh, on the control, a little bit larger one on A, and then a much larger one on B uh, maybe was a contributing factor to the winner. So uh, good observation. Uh, just take one more glance through the Q&A uh, function, see if we can uh, find a winner here. Looks like, uh, looks like C 
I see is going to be the, the winner here in our highly scientific audience response poll. So, let's take a look at the results. Look at that. C, 34% underperforming of the control, and the control being the big-time winner in this, in this one over all of the others. And again, that's why we t that is exactly why we test. Uh, can I ask you guys a question? Um, sure. So in, in the context here, to make sure that our audience understands, is that we've got agencies that have been brought in to take a look at our, our control, our past email, mm -hmm. and tell us and charge us uh, to do it better and do it differently. You're telling me that all three of the agencies that brought in took us in a, took us south with, with their services. In, in this particular case, yes. And, uh, and, and we are going to talk a lot about that point, so I'm just going to... Hold that, that question for right now, and, uh, and we'll be talking about almost the entire second half of our clinic today. Okay, great. All right. Uh, also, as promised, I would like to recognize Ben, whose uh, Twitter handle is at Finding Forest, uh, for being the only person who responded to our social media blast today who said that the control was the one who would outperform all the others. So, Ben, congratulations, all of our marketers out there. Make sure you follow at Finding Forest for his marketing expertise. That's outstanding. I wouldn't have predicted that. Uh, no, nor would I. Uh, it's, uh, but it's very interesting, and I think that um, uh, we, I'd like to just really go back to the original question that Greg posed in the very beginning of the clinic. So now seeing all these emails, and having seen all of the case studies, what do these really have in common? And the answer to that question is, each one of these emails, on its own, a very good-looking email, one that any of us could have picked to be one that we would send to our list of multiple millions of people, each one of these underperformed another example in our experiment. There is no better way to evangelize testing and to help move your efforts to bring testing and optimization into the culture of your organization than to look at something like this. Each one of these, a great-looking email, underperformed another one in the experiment. You know, the interesting, the interesting thing uh, as, as uh, we look at those statistics, Andy, is what is the, um, obviously we see the reduced click-through rate here, but had we not tested these and, and seen the lift, or in the case of the Peer 1 email, validated that the control was best, you quickly begin, like in the case of marketing experiments email, where we're trying to drive traffic to a web clinic, or in the case of AAA, where we're trying to drive renewals uh, for AAA of Ohio membership, look at the amount of revenue that we would have been leaving on the table uh, had we not gone through the testing effort. I think this is the big thing that, that we continue to see is that there are too many marketers, and we touched on this at the beginning, that are reticent uh, to, to em embark on testing. And I think sometimes we think that it's harder than it, it actually is. Is that your uh, finding as well, Andy, you know, just looking at it from a marketing experiment standpoint? It, it is, and, and we also see a lot of times, you know, there, there's a little bit of apprehension towards testing because... What if I test this different design, something that's different that I, the marketer, have been uh, focusing on or, or cranking out for the last year, and something else wins? What does that mean for me uh, is a question that we, that we hear a lot. You know, and there's a really, uh, especially when it comes to people who are involved in creative, there's a lot of personal pride that goes into putting these emails, emails together. 
But we really have to remember that what we're trying to do here is not to have the best-looking email and not to have the best-looking website and not to have the best-looking advertisement, but to have the most effective one. The person who wins is not the one that has the most effective one, but the one, or the one that has the best looking one, excuse me, but the one who's going to bring real, tangible results to the table. And that's what doing testing is all about. Understanding what works and also understanding why, which is an, an excellent segue into, uh, really some uh, of the core content we have for today's uh, web clinic, which all of us, or many of us, work with creative agencies, advertising, advertising agencies, or agencies of some kind. And if we really want to help our agencies to give us the best return on the investment that we're making in them, we really have to look at a few key principles, which I'll outline now. So our first key principle is that the objective must be results-driven and ROI-focused. And here's a little graphic to help us think a little bit more about how we're organizing our marketing campaigns right now. So we think about, okay, we talk to the usability department who's focused on doing focus groups and doing all these things, making sure it's usable. And, oh, our CMO said we really have to have a big social media push this year. But does the design look really great? And does this fit into our branding standards? And how are we going to increase our traffic? And there's all these questions that circle all the way around the real question that you're trying to ask, which is, what campaign is going to deliver the results that my company needs? So when you're starting out with an effective uh, and disciplined marketing optimization campaign, the first thing you should make, make sure to do is to write down your business objective and then ensure all of the efforts that you are putting in are contributing to that one business objective that that campaign has. So it's also very important to be able to go back when you're finished and quantify those results. So if you say at the beginning of the campaign that we're going to sell more subscriptions or we're going to get more signups to our web clinic or we're going to sell more renewals or drive more people to the store or whatever it might be, you determine that in advance and then you ensure that you are measuring effective metrics and important metrics that will give you an answer to the question that you asked in the beginning. It's not good enough to have a, a tool that gives us all kinds of numbers that we can slice and dice in a spreadsheet and do our pivot tables and all those other things that we've learned to do through necessity as we've become data marketers more than creative marketers and, and hope that we come up with an answer out of that. You have to make sure that we'll, we'll borrow Cubby and we'll say begin with the end in mind and know how you're going to measure results from the outset so that there's no argument about what wins and what doesn't at the end. Joel, do you have any thoughts on that? Well, I have an observation, and um, it, it's a bit of a sobering statistic, Andy, but um, as I look at uh, email marketers uh, across the board, not just exact target clients, but as I, I look at all individuals that are doing email marketing, because I get into this in the seminars that, that I lead, uh, there seems to be a real hesitancy or reluctance on the part of email marketers to really uh, get good at testing, and I think there's a nervousness about that. But, you know, the reality is that as, as I look at today's generation of email marketers, uh, the harsh reality is that less than 10% of these folks have any kind of background in direct marketing, uh, and less than 10% of these folks have been actually doing email marketing for more than a year. 
So this is why I, I see the work that, that and, I, and I say this, Andy, not just to, to uh, promote marketing experiments, but I think the work that marketing experiments is doing to draw attention to the value of testing and to draw attention to the art and the science of email marketing is absolutely critical because we've just seen examples here of where testing has an enormous impact on driving click-through rate. Uh, I think as we continue to see more budget, uh, as Greg pointed out at the beginning of today's clinic, as we see more budget going into email marketing, we don't really have a choice. We have got to understand that a lot of the principles of good old-fashioned direct marketing uh, really do apply here, and we really have to be a little bit more open, I think, uh, to learning what the fundamentals of good testing are. So uh, for those people that are on today's call, I would absolutely urge you, if testing is not something that you're doing right now, don't be bashful, don't be afraid, get your toe in the water, and at least start. Uh, you, but you cannot be afraid of uh, facing the brutal realities of how your campaigns are performing. We've, we've said uh, before many times uh, that testing is a lot like uh, eating potato chips when you're watching a football game. Uh, when you, once you've eaten one, there's no way you can stop. And it is very, it, the, the results that you get and the data and the insights that you get into who your customers are and how they think and what really works for them is absolutely addicting and can be very, very exciting for uh, those of us marketers who are, re who are ready to harness the power of testing. Well, it, it also, I think, too, Andy, uh, a lot of times I think, uh, and you touched on this a little bit ago, sometimes I think uh, we feel that the creative folks might be a little bit offended to learn that they're, that their particular design was not the winner. But you know what? What I have found time and time again, uh, today's generation of creatives like the feedback. They like the input. Uh, and it really becomes a competition for them to come up with a new design that outperforms the prior. Or to know that the control, the, uh, the current champion that they have in place, uh, much like we saw with, uh, with Pier 1's email, continues to uh, outperform. I think it's validating. It's kind of liberating. Uh, when you really have the data to be able to substantiate the creative approach that you're putting forth. Thanks, Joel. I, I was just taking a, a quick look at some of the questions that were, uh, that were getting in on, on the Q&A, and I, I just maybe like to take a minute before we move on to answer some of those questions. The, uh, so the first thing we've got here is a question, shouldn't we be measuring sales, not clicks? And, and that's an excellent question, and that really goes into the, uh, the thing that we're talking about here with this first principle in quantifying results, is that you have to select a success, a success measure in advance of the test that you're going to be able to stick with. So, so for something like uh, AAA, where, they are, uh, where a conversion is taking place online, uh, or marketing experiments where a conversion is taking place online, we're able to measure that. Uh, absolutely, yes. Uh, you know, sales or the ultimate business goal, as we said here on, on this slide, should be the thing that you're measuring in click-through and open rate and bounce rate and all those other things are the kind of things that you would measure to help you interpret the results of the test. But for Pier 1, that's not a valid measurement because they can't measure the number of sales that take place online. Now, 
Pier 1 has got actually a, a very advanced system where they're able to attribute some in-store sales to back to some of their email campaigns. And so they are probably more of an exception to the rule. But I imagine there are, there are few uh, uh, retailers out there who are able to do so. so well, let me, let me jump in with another observation, on, not sure. necessarily unique to Pier 1, Andy, but uh, the, the, the question is well-timed. Even though... Uh, some brick-and-mortar retailers, uh, when they do their email campaigns and they're driving click-throughs back to the website, uh, you're right. They're, in the case of Pier 1, they are not selling. They're not transacting online. Their objective is to drive traffic to stores. But, folks, therein lies why we are seeing a major trend toward the use of e-coupons and mobile coupons in particular. Uh, it's estimated, I think, by uh, about the year 2014, 37% of the mobile phones will be smartphones, which means mobile coupons or that ability to drive somebody to your website where they can then click on a link and download uh, an e-coupon directly to their smartphone, or if they simply want to print out that coupon uh, at their desktop printer and take it into the store, that's the trend. That's where you then begin to see the correlation between click-throughs and conversions, i.e. sales, actually at the retail store. Uh, and this is something that we're, that we're seeing time and time again among the retail clients with whom we work is that, and we saw it in this holiday season, Andy, coupons absolutely work. And the easier you make it for somebody uh, to download those, whether they're downloading them to a smartphone or simply downloading it and printing it out, they absolutely do work. That's a great observation. So retailers uh, take note of that. Uh, exact Target, a premier email service provider, uh, seeing that, uh, that coupons are, are really working in email. Uh, I'd like to make sure that we stay on track here with our key principles. And so I'm going to go ahead and talk about the second key principle, which is a, a takeaway from our, uh, from our clinic today to help you enable your agency to get you the, the best return on that investment. The second principle is that your designs must be based on methodologies that transcend best practices and gut feelings. We went through an exercise in the first half of today's web clinic that was all about measuring gut feelings. And if you're a regular attendee to Marketing Experiments web clinics, you know we do this very frequently. Over and over and over again, we continue to prove that our marketer's intuition will never ever be as good as our ability to test. So that being said, how do you even know where to start? How do you know where to, where to begin? And what we talk about here at Marketing Experiments is the difference between optimization that is rule-based and optimization that is principle-based. So if uh, we put on the screen here just some, you know, from landing page optimization, some commonly held best practices. You've got to have a hero shot. It's got to be above the fold. You can't have auto on audio. All these things. Uh, every day, another quote-unquote internet marketing expert is coming out with a new list of all the rules that you must follow and every website will be effective if you follow these rules. That's rule-based optimization and frankly it doesn't work. If you can't understand why certain rules apply and when they do, then you won't know how to apply them and where they're going to work best. Principle-based optimization is what we have been teaching at Marketing Experiments since the very beginning. So we wouldn't be true to ourselves if we didn't show a heuristic uh, that we have for email messaging optimization. So when we're looking at this heuristic, what we're talking about is starting in a, knowing where to start when you're testing. You've got uh, a couple variables here, and the heuristic is that uh, email messaging effectiveness 
is related to the relevance of both the offer and the incentive and as a subtractive relationship with friction and anxiety. So as you're looking at your email campaign, take a look at the relevance of your offer and the relevance of the in incentive if you have one in your email and then what elements that are, are maybe friction inhibiting people from moving forward. What anxiety elements do you have there that make people nervous about making a choice to go with you? And when you are making a design, so you have your original control, and you make a design right next to it with these things in mind, you've done something effective at the beginning of your testing cycle. So instead of just, you know, this, this was a fun contest that we did for, uh, for connections, but really it was three uh, relatively arbitrary uh, different designs for the same email campaign. And just put them up against one another and see which one performed best. If you're doing this in your own organization, the best way is to start with one step ahead of the game. And the way you do that is by using principle-based methodology instead of trying to Google all the latest email trends and follow the rules that you find on there from the many thousands of quote-unquote experts that exist. Okay? So we're going to take a look at uh, the AAA email in terms of the heuristic. So let's apply, this was an underperforming email. We're going to apply the heuristic and just pull out a couple uh, things here that we noticed uh, that we would start with if we were designing this in a, in a, in a testing cycle. So we definitely see that IPATH here is, is not being directed towards uh, a, what we would call value exchange or, or call to action. There's multiple columns. There's lots of stuff to look at. There's the big shiny red card. There's the guy on the phone. There's the big heavy, you know, AAA card over there on the right side. There's really no organization of the iPath towards a single objective. Uh, we, we see that the headline is, is catchy, you know, but it really isn't communicating specific value proposition. And that is so critical in headlines that there, there's almost no more important thing to a headline than to really be able to communicate value to the customer who is reading it. Uh, call to action is being placed before key information. It's a little bit out of sequence when you're trying to organize the sequence of thoughts and really optimizing the thought sequence of your customer instead of trying to move things around on the page and hope, hope for what's best. And really, most of the key information is hidden behind these, these heavy graphics. So we have another example here to take a look at. Let's just, let's break down Pier 1 and see if we, what we see here. So, Again, multiple uh, equally weighted objectives. I think this was maybe agency C, so this is another underperforming example. There's multiple equally weighted objectives competing with one another, so there's really no focused attention, no clear single objective of this email to get a customer to move forward. It really is relying extremely heavily on images to communicate value, which those of us uh, email marketers who have uh, been doing this for a while know that Sometimes you can really rely on images and sometimes you can't. Uh, there's going to be uh, lots of email clients out there that uh, have images automatically turned off and sometimes part of your email optimization has to be giving people a reason to ter even turn their images on before they will uh, move forward. So that can be a real, a, a real important point to do some experimentation around and find out what your audience really prefers. Uh, the copy, what little there is of it, it really does not clearly communicate the value and there's really no relevant connection to who this is, who is going to be uh, the recipient of this email. So relevance is going to convert. Specificity converts. The more you can get the right message in front of the right customer at the right time, 
this is, you know, introductory marketing, right? The better, the better you'll be able to do. But some people out there will say, well, gosh, my list is, you know, maybe 5 million people, maybe 5,000 people. How am I supposed to know what everybody wants and how am I supposed to deliver a, a targeted message to each one of those people? And the answer is in data. You can find the answer in, inside your data by doing some segmentation analysis and also experiment your way into it. As you run different experiments, you'll find that different people will respond and behave in different ways. And you can put together a structured, disciplined uh, testing plan to identify different segments in your list and then group those people together and start communicating with them in the way they, they want to be communicated to. Joel, did you have any thoughts on that uh, principle? I do. Uh, just in looking at both the Pier 1 email here, Andy, and then the, uh, the prior one for AAA, a couple of things jump out. Uh, a lot of times uh, when, we, when we do email design clinics, we spend a lot of time talking about what is, what is displaying above the fold, meaning what's displaying in the preview pane on the, uh, the actual email client application. That goes a long way towards determining uh, whether the, the main offer, which in the case of AAA was the main message there was renew now. I'm not sure that that necessarily came through. Uh, uh, but so because that main message is not coming through in the preview pane or above the fold, you're also relying pretty heavily on the subject line. You know, one of the things that we haven't talked about in today's clinic is the importance of subject line testing as well. Uh, subject lines are absolutely critical. The main reason is that uh, you and I both have more email coming into our respective inboxes than we typically have time to read. And we're looking at subject lines and we're making our minds up in about two seconds as to whether or not that's an email that we're going to click on and open. Uh, the thing that we really need to be cognizant of is uh, before we can get to a click-through rate, we've got to get the open. And so subject lines are very important, but just from a design standpoint, on both the AAA mail, uh, email here, and then as you look also at the Pier 1 email uh, in the next slide, the, the issue here is what's really appearing above the fold. We have to make sure that that value prop or that call to action is very easily understood. A little bit too much going on here, I think, Andy, again, which is why this particular design did not score as well as the other. I agree, and that's an excellent point you bring up about the subject line. You know, those, uh, those of you who have taken or, or will take in the future the Marketing Experiments course on email messaging optimization will learn that the purpose of your from line and your subject line is to get the open, the purpose of your body is to get a click, and the purpose of your landing page is to make the sale. Uh, how many of us have basically a copy of our landing page that we send out in our email just because we're sending HTML emails. A lot of us, I know, because I get all of the retail emails that everybody else gets, and I see that all they've really done is brought their landing page forward and put it into the email. And we've found time and time again that if you focus each part of the email on the, on the specific objective that it has and the part it has to play in generating business, you will go a lot further with your email campaigns than trying to uh, make your email body copy do too much work. Uh, Andy, are you saying that the... Uh that the email copy and the landing pages need to be tested and optimized separately? Uh, would I be a true marketing experiments person if I, if I didn't say that? Uh, but that's absolutely true. Uh, you, have, you have lots of opportunity to test in, in any single email campaign that you're doing optimization and testing on. You should be testing your subject lines, you should be testing your body, and you should be testing your landing page, uh, all independent 
uh, of each other, but also uh, as, a, as a holistic event. So everything's got to be relevant from your subject line to your body to your landing page in order to make sure that you get the best performing email campaign all the way through. But yes, every uh, element, Greg, to answer your question needs to be tested. Okay, so I've, uh, I've skipped ahead a little bit here and put up on the, on the screen the third key principle that I'd like to leave you with today, which is that success must be determined by scientifically viable and statistically valid tests. So what we're talking about here is really the math, the numbers, the data collection, to make sure that you're running a test, not, uh, not just a, with, with, uh, with a gut feel interpretation even, but with a real valid way to measure the results. And what I'm going to take you through now uh, is uh, the, the six key categories that the marketing experiments team uses to uh, design and measure and interpret the, the uh, experiments that we run. Uh, this uh, picture here is just a little example of the test protocol, which is where we have, uh, have codified everything. For uh, those of you who have heard us talk a lot about the, uh, uh, the marketing experiments research library, it is literally... Uh, thousands upon thousands of these test protocols is, the, is what the core of the uh, research library is. So the first thing we're asking, uh, before we start uh, any type of, of, uh, of test, certainly, but really even before we start doing uh, any optimization design activities, is what is the primary research question, which is a, it's a which question. It's not, it's not a question like, how can I make more money with email? It's a question like, which email produces the most account signups? Which email results in the greatest number of renewals? Which email is the greatest number of web clinic signups? Whatever, whatever the case may be for you. Uh, you can also ask secondary questions that can be answered with your data, but there is really one objective, which is the primary research question you're asking about your experiment. Uh, moving on from there is, is in the treatments, what are the variables? So, and what are the values of that variable? So, what are you, uh, what are you doing here? Are you testing uh, different types of subject lines? Are you testing body copy? And then within those, what variables are you trying to manipulate in your, in your uh, methodology that are going to contribute to uh, better results? Uh, so, metrics. This is very important. Decide in advance which metric you're going to use to measure the success of your test and then use it at the end. Because all of our metrics programs, all of our email service providers can, can provide us with tons and tons of data. So you need to decide in advance and come to an agreement uh, on what is going to be the real success measure of this test and then stick to it. Now, you're going to be measuring a lot of things and it's important to use all the data that you have available to you. Uh, but all the other data should help you understand why your test performed as it did, not which one is the winner of this particular experiment. Uh, very, very important is to establish validity in any experiment that you're going to do. So you need to make sure that you're looking at all of the different types of validity threats that are, that are possible to skew the results of your experiment. Uh, here we've listed four that, that we make sure that we look at every time. History effect, instrumentation effect, selection effect, and sample distortion effect, uh, which these are, these are related to, uh, particularly email, is there going to be any difference between uh, like a time of day, if I send two different treatments at two different times a day or on two different days of the week, will that have, have something to do with the way my email uh, test performs? Uh, am I sure that my, my metric system is going to collect the kind of data fairly uh, across all treatments and am I going to be able to trust it? Uh, am I sending to the right audience and does the audience have the right mix 
of, of people in it. Those kinds of things are what we're trying to ask here. Um, there's also a little bit of statistics in here. So uh, we're, we want to make sure that our sample size is, uh, is going to be statistically significant. Uh, and using that, that type of that data on how, many, how much sending we're going to do, what we expect our results to be, we can uh, anticipate or estimate in the beginning what the duration of our test is going to be so we can plan accordingly. Of course, uh, the fifth thing here is, is actually executing the test and measuring the results. Uh, so you've seen that's how we did it here. By the way, uh, just on the topic of subject lines, all of these emails had the same subject line. Uh, so they were, uh, uh, they, they were, there was not skewed from, from one to the other having greater open rate than the others. That was one of the variables that we held constant and all went to the same landing page also. So really in this entire funnel that we were testing, uh, the only thing that we were measuring was uh, the effectiveness of the body copy, just as an aside. Uh, last thing and, and uh, very critical thing is to make sure that you are collecting an interpretation of your results because if you don't look at an experiment and the results of the experiment at the end and try to ask the question why, why did this perform the way it did, then every time you do an email test, you're starting at step one. So instead of starting at step one every time, build upon what you've learned before and you will begin to see just an enormous amount of data about your customers and about what they prefer and how they behave that was in, in some cases never available before. So write down your interpretation, hang on to it, put it in a, a folder or a, or a binder or save it somewhere on your computer where you know you can reference it and you can use it for your optimization experiments in the future. Joel, any, any thoughts you'd like to add on, on that last key principle? Uh, not so much on the last key principle, Andy, but uh, as, as you've taken everybody through the methodology, the, uh, the big question that comes out in my mind is that uh, how can people that are on this uh, clinic today really learn this? Uh, this is not something that necessarily, this kind of testing methodology is not something that uh, unfortunately is being taught at the college and university level today. Uh, some not of yet. us on the... Not yet. <laughs> no, well, maybe not yet. Hopefully, eventually it will. I, I think that there's a, uh, as I've uh, uh, obviously weighed in heavily on this call today, I think that there is a major need for this kind of, of uh, education to help email marketers simply become that much more effective at their craft. And, and quite frankly, as an aside, those people that really understand the art and the science of testing and are able to produce these kinds of results and quantify their recommendations uh, increase their own personal value in their respective organizations as well. Uh, email marketing as a discipline is not going to go away. We're going to continue to see probably in 2010 40% more dollars being transitioned from non-measurable media into direct or measurable media like email. And so I think the work that you're doing here in laying out this kind of methodology is, is spot on for what's really needed in our industry. Thanks, Joel. And we're, we're very excited to see that people are, are focusing more on ROI and on measurable media than, than media that, that can't be measured. That's uh, something that uh, we, too, are asking a lot of questions about here at Marketing Experiments in the, in the, in the early part of, of 2010. So. Stay tuned for some, some research coming up on that. To answer your question on, on where they can learn it, Marketing Experiments does offer a certification course uh, in email messaging, and I'm going to, uh, uh, we just have some information on that at the end of the web clinic that I'll let, uh, I'll let Greg talk about here in a moment. Uh, what I would like to do with the few remaining minutes that we have together 
is just give you a quick summary of what we've talked about today, okay? So what we're talking about is enabling your agencies and enabling yourself to get the most out of every single uh, message that you're putting out there in front of your customers, and today we're talking about email. So in order to make sure that you're getting the best ROI, it's important that you work on objectives that are results-driven and focused on ROI. Don't shoot all the way around outside the bullseye. Hit right in the middle of the bullseye and ask those, those questions, what's most important to me and my business, and make sure that everything you're doing is, is uh, driving towards that goal. Ensure that you are not taking a shot in the dark when you are putting designs up to be tested. Use a methodology that transcends best practices, that gets beyond gut feeling and marketer's intuition, which we know now to be inherently unreliable, and use a methodology that will make sure that you're starting your testing and optimization cycle one step ahead of your competition. Last thing, ensure that when you're running a test, that success is determined by scientifically viable and statistically valid uh, tests or experiments. Uh, measure your results, uh, make sure your results are valuable, and then interpret those tests so that you can use that data to be able to uh, build on a real cycle of optimization and testing instead of starting at square one every time you do a new experiment. Okay, thank you very much, Andy and Joel. Um, I might as well take this opportunity to pitch our sister company's email event that's coming up in Miami next week. If you'd like to meet Andy, and more importantly, if you'd like to meet Joel, they'll both be there, as will almost anybody who's any anybody in the email marketing world. It's the largest event of its type in the world. Uh, that'll be next week in Miami, the 20th through the 22nd. Uh, there will be a... Um, a uh, a presentation, actually a mini version of our email uh, certification course that will take place on the 20th in the afternoon. It's not too late to get registered for that if you'd like to do that. Um, we'll have uh, a lot of uh, celebrity speakers. Uh, Joseph Jaffe will be there. Dr. Flint McLaughlin will be speaking. And, uh, and, and I'll be there too. So I hope that <laughs> we'll get a chance to see you walking around the show at our booth at, or, uh, or at our, uh, our pre-conference seminar. Um, Joel asked the question, and uh, Andy answered it uh, briefly, but, but if you take a look at this slide, here's a, a firm answered your question about where can you find resources to help you to learn how to test. Uh, whether it is to learn the fundamentals of uh, email optimization, we have a course on that, or the fundamentals of online testing methodologies, uh, statistical um, uh, validation of your results. Uh, come and see us at marketingexperiments.com slash training. Uh, if you are interested in working with us as a research partner, being the subject of one of our case studies, uh, talk to Andy. At his number is up there uh, on the slide. Or check out marketingexperiments.com slash partners. Um, Joel's email address is up there. Please uh, feel free to contact him if you have follow-up questions and like to learn more about what he does in his blog. Um, and I want to thank you all for joining us uh, on this uh, event today. And, and once again, a big thank you to uh, Andy Mon, especially to uh, Joel Book for joining us and, and sharing your expertise with us. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks, Greg. Pleasure. And Andy, thank you. Uh, excellent job today. And uh, look forward to seeing uh, both you and Greg uh, next week in Miami for the uh, Marketing Sherpa Email Summit. Thank, thanks, Joel. I look forward to seeing you, too. The mojitos are on me. <laughs> you count on it. Thanks again, folks. Appreciate everybody joining today. Thanks, everyone. Have a good day. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments Live Web Clinic. 
you can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com.